All right, I'm here. time yep we live we on we on all right this this is a hot mic let's go boom welcome back back. yes (laughs) this is how it's gonna go (laughs) do it you got it back do it you got it Go. <laughs> Welcome back on a Sunday night. This is a very, very special episode of Where the Webs, aka Keeping Up with the Webs, aka the Webs Worldwide, the International Webs, aka your favorite auntie and uncle, king and queen of the three day weekend. We're back. Woo! Well, I'm kind of back, not really back. I'm I'm recording, but I'm not at home. Oh, fancy. Oh, shit. Long the distance. <laughs> the, the webs are doing the doing the podcast virtually. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mrs. Anxiously trying to make sure this, this recording goes through. You know. It'll be fine. Jesus, be a 4G. I'm reporting uh, uh, live. I'm on, I'm on location from... Uh, Rural Alabama, backwoods Alabama. <laughs> uh, Them backwoods. Man, I'm in Alabama, Alabama. Like real Alabama. Everything. What is there? It's like what? <laughs> I was like, what's what's the difference? What's I'm the the real real Alabama? Alabama. Like, I, uh oh. I know. Um, this ain't Birmingham. This ain't the city. This ain't Huntsville, Montgomery. This ain't even uh, Mobile. This ain't ain't none of that. It's real. Like I look out hotel window and all I see is trees. You in um, you in a dueling banjos territory? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Be safe though. I'm good. Super nice people though. They always um, you know, made me feel welcome. But anyway, we back. Let's uh let's pick it up. We'll talk about all of that in just a second. I talk I can tell y'all what I did, where I've been, all that other good stuff. But uh welcome back to <laughs> Where Are the Webs. It's Sunday. As always, as always, let's kick it off with the attitude of gratitude before anything else. Don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever get it fucked up and think I ain't thankful. So there you go. <laughs> Attitude of gratitude. 
I've been telling y'all for four, almost 40 episodes now that I am it's thankful. It's 41. How many? It's 41. We're on 41 now. 41. So I've been telling you the whole time, I'm very thankful. So don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever think I'm not thankful for those who support you will always be remembered. That's right. That's right. And if you don't know where to find us, where to follow us and all that good stuff, you can find us on the Facebook, Where the Webs, W-E-B-B apostrophe S, Where the Webs. You can find us on the Where the Webs official Instagram account all together, Where the Webs, no apostrophe, no dashes, no hyphens, no underscores. Where the webs on Instagram and on our individual pages at Psyching Out Loud. That's P S Y C H I N G Out Loud on Instagram. And you are. I am again, as always, Marcus Webb on everything. You can find me on uh, Facebook, Marcus Webb. On Instagram, Marcus Webb 1984. On Snapchat, Marcus Webb 84. Follow me, please. I am a just a young, humble servant. I just, just want to. Oh I just want to be. I just want to be successful. You know, <laughs> singing my Drake. I just, I just want to be successful. That's all, people. And make That's sure all. you check out our, our wonderful, phenomenal photographer at Light Brown. At, at underscore. L-I-T-E-B-R-O-W-N. Yes. Also, make sure you email us, and some of y'all did, and we're going to get into that, um, at where the webs one that's all together, where the webs the number one, at gmail.com, and we do read your emails, and we do respond on the show, like we're about to do right now. Yes. Oh, hold on. Before we uh, move on, uh, the our photographer... At underscore light brown also has a website she uh informed us of it's marcy renee right. photography i believe marcy renee photography.com i'm i might be messing that up i'm sorry i'll get it right oh, oh. <laughs> marcy but i believe it's marcy renee photography.com yes yes so um getting into some of our emails Y'all were very concerned about Mr. Webb last week. He had a lot to say. And as some of you, he responded to some some of y'all and said that something happened right before we got on the air. I just want you to know, we, Mr. Webb and I have these, these debates sometimes about the value of discussing feelings, inventing, and, all, and these sorts of things. And Mr. Webb is very much an action person, and I'm very much a talking person. And I think we we still have a lot to learn from each other in that respect, like to be able to adopt some of the other persons or adapt to their their way of handling things and addressing things. And Mr. Webb is very passionate, very, very passionate. But last week, like, I mean, we talk about being very honest and very truthful and very real on this show. And that comes through. And we, we could have stopped the recording at any time and we could have deleted it all together and re, you know, redone it. But we didn't. 
that was a that was a choice, a creative choice on our both of our halves, right? Yep. Said we going with it. It's real. What we told we never edited anything. We still don't edit anything. What comes out, you get. So you got to see the real. You got to see the raw. So uh, I don't. I'm type of person. I don't, I don't care about feelings. I don't even care. I say I say that to myself. Like, what are your what? How you feel about something ain't never really made a difference. I I deal in facts and actions. I don't care about how you feel about something. You know what I mean? So no matter how I'm feeling. I still got stuff to do. So y'all just happen to get it. I mean, y'all just have it came out. I'm not always going to get on here and fake it for you. Can't do it because I'm a real person. Some of y'all, you know, maybe that was your first exposure to that side of me. But that's because sometimes I, you know, I tend to, everybody ain't ready for that. But if I can't be free on my own podcast, where can I be free? Well, so, and and that's what we talked about. And I still hope that someday Mr. Webb sees the value in feelings. We're going to, we'll, we'll continue to work on that. Maybe someday. I don't think you see them as completely invaluable. I think you worry about like being caught up in your feelings too much. Exactly. Like don't, no reason to stay in your feelings. What are you going to do about it? If you feel a certain way, you either got to deal with it or do something to fix it. I don't believe in just talking about how you feel. I'm sad. I'm mad. Okay. What are you going to do about it? That's how I feel. Anyway, but listen, I just had my moment. As some of y'all said, my Kanye moment. It, call it <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. But one thing you will know for sure is I'm not, I'm dead serious about this. I really am, like, I'm, I really want to make something. I'm trying to make things happen. And I really get passionate about it. I want, not only do I want to win, I want to see, I want to see myself win. You got to win. Everybody, all our friends and family, they got to win. I want everybody to win. So I get real passionate about it. So that's how that was. And I just listened to that episode. Like, I had been avoiding it all week, and I didn't even listen to it. But I just listened to it, like, before we started recording this. It actually don't sound that bad. I'm really not ashamed of that. I'm okay with that. That can live out there. That can exist. That that was me. That was me for real. (laughs) And when he said, like... I don't know if that may maybe bother some people, but that's really me. And let me let me be clear, because like he said, this is some of y'all's first exposure. I <clears throat> this is why I, I wasn't worried because I know him. Like this, is my husband for real. Like <laughs> this, like we really been together. So it's like I see this side sometimes. Um, you know. I, I see that and I see it coming out sometimes and sometimes it's like a pimple like it's building up and then you gotta pop it and it's fine after that like it's it's gonna burst and then it's it's okay and you know every now and then I might be the needle that pokes at it and makes it pop that may be a gross visual but that's all I got right now so 
Anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you said that, too. Because I also, like, I don't think a lot of people understand how quickly, like, I move on from shit. Like, I, I had that mm-hmm. I had that rent. Then I had to jump in the, on the road, made a six-hour drive to Alabama. Like, I was done with it. But then, like, it kept, mm-hmm. I think, I moved quick. You got to you gotta stay with me. Like, I'll have one of those moments where I go off and I say stuff. And I'm never like hurt for anything. I'm just, I'm just, That's right. I'm just passionate. I'll, I'll have them moments, and then I'm done. I move on. I, I'm over it. I'll, I'll go and I'll forget it happened. I'm on to the next one. Like I said, I'm about action. So I'm on to what I'm. I can't stay here. I can't keep dwelling on these on this emotion, these feelings. I'm on to the next thing. So I was over it right after it happened. So speaking of, um, one of the other emails we got was about some beautiful memories at Georgia Southern. And we appreciate you sharing your beautiful memories with us because we were there for some of those (laughs) memories. Um, And I was thinking we didn't share enough of those memories um, because Georgia Southern, of course, wasn't just the place that we struggle to figure out who we are and what we wanted to do with our lives and starting to pay our own bills and figure out that kind of thing. But I mean, of course we had some really great times, too many great times, maybe, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I had pictures on my Facebook still to this day. Cause I remember contemplating several times deleting all of that and untagging myself from uh you know various fraternity parties theme parties uh stuff like that pictures with me with bottles of booze and and whatever else but i mean that's who i was you know that's that's we were georgia southern made us Still to this day, like people who add me on Facebook for the first time, because you know what people add you on Facebook and they start going through like old photos and people will find photos of me like with my shirt off and with a with my brand out. <laughs> like that's who I was. Like I can't I'm not gonna untag myself. That's me. That was me. So you gotta be able to see you got you can see the growth. I came from that from this to to what you get now, right? Even people who meet me in a professional setting, they'll go look at my Facebook like, I knew, I, kn- I would have never thought so, that you did all that. But like, yeah, that's me. I'm a, I'm a well-rounded individual. I'm not just, you know, one person. Well, I am one person, but I have many sides. But anyway, yeah, great memories at Georgia Southern, you know, great parties, great times, met some Best of people to this day that you know I, we still run, I still run into. Like matter of fact, I don't even know if I said this last week, but I ran into somebody at the football game last week who was in my freshman dorm. Like you got kids now. Like we met living <laughs> in the same dorm, and we just ran into each other, recognized each other. Like so, it's good good memories, man. Good good times at Georgia Southern. All those crazy times. Everybody got those stories about 
Like we walked to Longhorns from Georgia Southern campus. And if you know, if you're familiar with Statesboro, you know how far that is. We walked from Georgia Southern campus to Longhorns to go on a date, you know, yeah. doing crazy stuff like walking through the walking through a drive through because you didn't have a car. Like <laughs> we we did stuff like that, you know. But I love it. good times yeah. at Georgia Southern. Um, hopefully, hopefully you are following our Instagram page, the Where Are the Webs page. We have a nice little photo set from uh, with the Georgia Southern theme. See us sitting in front of the GSU shrubs. I mm. think that's my favorite one. Heck yeah, we doing the kid and play, kicking the leg and stuff. You in know, in front of the GSU shrubs. Hashtag when it's repping time. You are go Eagles. All right, so let's jump in to this week. So this week was a. It has been. It has been a week for the webs. Um, as you know, and I'm gonna turn it over to you in a minute, Mr. Webb. But as you know, Mr. Webb had to go out of town on business. He has work to do that takes him out of town, out of the state. And um, so he had to go to the great state of Alabama for this week, for a week and a half. He won't be back till the day before Thanksgiving. Yep. But also this week, um, some things are going on with my family. Um, and of course, it's his family too. But things are going on with the matriarch and, you know, just trying to take care of her and, you know, I appreciate all the well wishes everybody sent. You know, this was a lot's going on with moms right now. But it was harder because Mr. Webb couldn't be here. And I mean, that's my backup. That's my my support. He stands beside me. He stands behind me. If I need to be held up like that, that's him. And he had to do it long distance this week. So this week for me was really trying because it's like, I felt, and I told him, I was like, I feel alone. I know you're here, but I just feel so alone. But there are times like that, that I feel like you need that sometimes. Sometimes you need that space and time to yourself. And it, t- it teaches you a lot about how you cope and how you deal with things. And I'm going to get into that in my mental health moment later, later on. But Mr. Webb, how's this week been for you? You had some, some adventures and good times in the wonderful state of Alabama? Uh, yeah, so it was it was difficult being away. You know, I couldn't, you know, be as supportive as I normally would like to be. But uh, I had to do the best I could from, you know, a little distance away. But, man, and I think in, I didn't – I'm going to call a audible on the podcast. I didn't have my mental health my, – my motivation moment – prepared before but I just got it just came to me so it can be seen as a difficult week and I don't want to get into it too much but sometimes you know like you said this is good though sometimes you know the obstacles are the way I've been that's something that's been on my mind lately the obstacles are the way that's gonna be my my uh motivation remember that okay okay but yeah so yes I am in Alabama, sweet home, Alabama, roll tide. Oh, I can't believe I even said this. Either way, 
I'm, I told you, oh man, I'm in Alabama, Alabama, like real Alabama, right? But um, I have to say this because I think a lot of times this, places like this do get a bad rap. It's not really that bad. Like, you, the nicest people in the world, they've been welcoming. Somebody even baked me a whole lasagna. They actually baked two pans of lasagna, brought it in. Just so, because they heard I was eating terrible hotel food. They made me lasagna. It was really great. So thank you to the nice person that made me some lasagna. Because I had a terrible experience with some lasagna at this hotel I'm staying in. Poor excuse for lasagna. But um, it's been it's been an interesting time. Like, man, I, I, one thing about traveling, because I I'd have to travel some now. I've learned, especially when you go in, when you come into other people's, you know, hometown, you got to be respectful. Like, they know, <laughs> they are aware there's nothing to do here. You don't have to constantly remind them, damn, ain't nothing to do here. They know. <laughs> like, don't don't be disrespectful. It's like people are inviting you into their home. Don't come in, you know, disrespecting the furniture. That's how I always treat it. And I believe that's why people always embrace me and, like, People, the people love me because I don't come in and I don't disrespect their home. I show respect. I show them respect. I, I give them, you know, we talk about each other football team. They know. I don't care about their roll tie. I walk around with my Georgia shirt on and I will, you know, talk about it. But it's all in fun. Uh, but what did I do this week? So I'm here and actually the part of Alabama I, I'm in is actually closer to probably the state of Tennessee and the state of Mississippi than Georgia. So I spend most of my week working. Friday night, though, I did get to go to the state of Mississippi for the first time. Went to Tupelo. Reminds that old uh, Richard Pryor bit where he, like, he does mud bone. He's like, I'm from Tupelo. It's right <laughs> below uh, one below. <laughs> but... We went to Tupelo, Mississippi, man, and it was uh, – I really don't see – you see a lot of similarities in all these states, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. We give each other a hard time, and we talk about, you know, which one is worse, but we're all pretty similar. Uh, Mississippi went to this place called the Blue Canoe. Awesome little restaurant. They make it look like a little shack, but it's really – like fancy food. I had the best damn bologna sandwich I ever had in my life. Which is <laughs> it was weird. Like, why would you go to this restaurant or the bologna sandwich? But it really was a nice bologna sandwich. Like they had like the super thick, two slices of the super, super thick, like steak thick slices of bologna with bacon, with an egg, with bacon jam and cheese. Best bologna sandwich ever. And then they had this blueberry donut bread pudding. They serve it up on the plate and it's all smashed. And it don't look the it's not it wasn't that appealing, but you pour this, you put the whipped cream on it and it's blueberry sauce. <sighs> Tasted amazing. So if you ever find yourself in Tupelo, Mississippi, check out the blue canoe. Um great times there. And you know, great people too. I don't. They know. 
how to have a good time. I can say that too. Like, listen, if you find the right people, they know how to party in uh, Alabama, Mississippi. So I had that going. But it was an interesting time. I could say I've been to the state of Mississippi now. I wasn't there long. Didn't get to see a whole lot of it. Maybe I get to go back. They uh, Tupelo is the home, the birthplace of Elvis. So maybe one day we'll get to go back and explore some more. But that's what I've been doing this week. I was working and uh, ventured off into the great state of Mississippi and been traveling around Alabama. Oh, yeah, I did go to another little country restaurant, another place nearby called Cedar Landing. It's a lot of little country restaurants. Nothing, nothing fancy. They all just good country cooking. This one had a little steak, some fried shrimp. Check out my uh, now my Instagram on my Snapchat. You can see the food I had. That's it. All right. Had a request to talk about a particular topic. Um, this Instagram post was sent to us by D Dizzle and it was posted by one Sean Diddy Cone. Yes. And the post, if we have to describe it, cause I'm sure we do. The post was a bunch of young kids. I would say like adolescent kids may, I won't even say teenagers. I don't think they were that old, but a bunch of adolescent kids hanging out of a like a SUV type yeah. vehicle, a champagne color, and they they got like money or maybe fake money or whatever. But they're rapping along to one of the songs that the young kids listen to, and I'm assuming that's what it was because I don't know it. I didn't recognize it off I that. And you knew the song. I did not know the song. Oh, okay. So they're rapping and they're like counting their money, hanging all out and blah, blah, blah. And then his caption, and I know I'm going to misquote it because it's been a couple days. I mean, I've slept since I read this thing. So forgive me. But the gist of it was this is why we have to own our culture. And this is why we have to own, you know, your music and, and, and have control over it. And like, this is what happens with the culture. Something to that effect. And I feel like what he was trying to say didn't match up with the image because if what you're trying to say is that because black and brown people created hip hop and rap and other people, I, I, I get that other people may be profiting off of it, but that's not what's being depicted in that video. And that video is kids emulating the culture as they call it, the culture of hip hop and rap. But that's been going on for years, A, and what Mr. Webb and I talked about was it was created to be given to the world. Like, it wasn't just going to be for Black and Brown people. The people who purchase um, records and albums and and buy the tracks on uh, iTunes and all that and download and all that kind of stuff and go to the shows and buy the tickets, you'll see just as many people, not of color, of other like all ethnicities you'll see everybody so i was like i i I don't know if that's what he was going for but i feel like the picture was something different i mean it's one thing to say hey have ownership like own your own you know own your own rights to your music and 
you know, own your music so it's not distributed by the record company or they're not profiting off of you. I feel like that's a whole other thing yep. than, you know, trying to own the culture itself because you can't. It's out there. It's out there. It's for public consumption. And people are going to emulate it and people are going to imitate and do all of that. And that's a whole other thing if we're talking about people who profit off of pretending to be a rapper or hip hop and R&B, like taking the culture on and not acknowledging its roots. That's a whole other thing that gets to the cultural appropriation. But I just, I, I was confused by it. So Mr. Webb. Now I agree. Like, I don't understand. I definitely, if you're trying to say, yo, you should own your own, you know, don't get ripped off, you know, make sure you, you know, other people aren't just profiting off yours. You get get some of it too. Definitely, I I get saying that, but yeah, that post really didn't wasn't saying that. And trying to, I I hope he's not trying to say like we got to keep the the culture within like black and brown people because that's a lost cause. That's been gone. It's been it's always it's already escaped and made its way to other communities. So and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I think. I crazy thought, but I had this thought. Matter of fact, before we even this was last night. I like I was thinking like, man, you know, hip hop culture could actually be the thing that brings us all together. It it really could. If you think about it, like you I saw I saw these little Caucasian kids, little white kids doing all the dances, and they probably got it from Fortnite. Or whatever, but still, you know, we can we can scream cultural appropriation, but that you know what it does though, because I I saw this. I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own eyes. They they may have seen the dances from Fortnite, but they actually now have the ability because they all have phones, they all have tablets, they have the ability to go and research and see where it exactly came from. So they they are they are almost paying homage they embrace the culture like i seen i mean i saw little white kids want to do cardi b songs like do you know like little nine ten year old girls rapping cardi b in alabama like i think but i was i actually i was like man this is this is wild you couldn't even imagine this years ago like really like these kids, they doing the shoot and the floss and the all these dances. So I don't. I'm not really mad at you know hip hop spreading. Let it spread. It's actually gonna be the thing. I promise you, that's gonna bring us all. It could bring us all together. I'm I'm watching these little girls do the dance and they doing it like not like off beat, like on beat, hitting it, killing it. And I'm like, bro, this. I don't know. It was almost a proud moment. I'm like, great job. Great job. Like, hot take. Hot take from Mr. Webb. Hip hop will bring us all together to because now it, that, that's I, pop culture now. That The little kids, look at little kids. Like, <clears throat> nine, 10 year old kids, they all, they all like the same stuff. It's like a unified thing. It's not. It ain't no black or white thing. They're, they're, they're just like this is what we like. I like seeing little black kids now. Cool. It's cool being a nerd. Like little black kids, you know, in the anime. 
excuse me, and all other types of stuff. So, like, man, we all are going to be like, it's hard to be, uh, um, what do what do I call it? Like a silo. Like, it's hard to just exist and not be influenced by somebody else. So, let listen, man. You'll see. Your kids are gonna, um, your kids gonna embrace this hip hop. All right. So I th- there's, a, there's a topic I want us to get into, but I want us to have enough time. So Mr. Webb, yep. because you're trusting me to watch the clock, I, I want us to talk about that other topic when you come back so that we can we can dig into it face to face. Okay. Because you had I mean, a hot take on it. this particular topic. And oh, the, can, can you see the clock? Look, all right, you, you running it, you running it today. <laughs> I'm okay. Just, just trust, trust me, trust. I want us to get into that, but I really want us to dig into it. And I know we got reviews and everything else, and I just want to give adequate time okay. to everything. I got you. Next week, y'all be ready for the hot takes. All right. So in lieu of that, I'm digging in the cup. Y'all remember the cup? I do. Mr. Webb, you remember the cup? The cup, in case y'all don't know, this is your first time. If it is your first time, welcome. Um, but the cup is, it's a little, what, what's this thing? A mule cup, a little copper cup that Mr. Webb and I put a bunch of random statements, filling questions for each other. We didn't know, like the each person didn't know what the other person wrote. So every now and then we dig in the cup and pull out some questions and we answer said questions. So pulling out a question now. (laughs) How appropriate. (laughs) Mr. Webb, it it says, tell a story from Uh, undergrad. uh, We talked about Glorious Georgia Southern. Tell us a story, a little short story. I don't the- know. I mean, what what should I tell them? So, <laughs> I mean, I could tell stories. I also you know, have to I'm be not. careful, <laughs> you know, not to incriminate people. Uh, word word. You go first. Yeah, you can go first. Uh, okay. Um, so there was, oh man. Okay. 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 This is a crazy story. Um, I went out to, oh man, I can't remember the name of the, the nightclub that probably tells you a lot. Um, it was a bar in this little plaza is right off of campus. It wasn't the wooden nickel. I had been there many a ladies' night. It was the one Rum Runners. What is it? Was it Rum Runners? I want to say Retrievers was a place. Okay. Um, so I went there with two friends who shall remain nameless. And this was back when I still wore high heels like going out, which anyway, but we went out, it was a ladies night. 
type deal, which was a Wednesday night. And I mean, just insanely cheap, like double well drinks. So just, just in there, just ridiculousness. Anyway, what I remember was this lady and this dude were trying to talk to me. They were an older couple. And I, when I say older, be like, bear in mind, I was like 22. So to me, they were probably in their mid thirties. They're probably where I'm at right now. And I remember, I think I thought it was his cousin. The guy's, the girl was the guy's cousin. But anyway, they were trying to get me into a threesome situation. And I was like, I'm pretty wasted, but I'm not that wasted. Like, and we're back. <laughs> All right. We back on? We are back on. Okay. So, yeah, man. Okay. You, when you record a real podcast. Things happen. So, but, yeah, you were telling the story about somebody trying to lure you into a threesome a, when you were. After a long, um, long night of drinking party and a ladies' night. So, anyway, um, I... I declined, um, and I I got a safe ride home because I could I could not drive, and that would be irresponsible. The webs do not encourage drinking and driving, so I, I got a ride home. I got dropped off, and I remember coming in the house. We had an apartment. My last year of college had our own apartment. Mister Webb and I had our own apartment. And I came home and I was all kind of just whatever, whatever. And he was like, shut up and go to sleep. He didn't say that, but that's what he meant. Was like, okay, glad you're here. Shut up and sleep. So the next morning, I remember waking up and I had, oh, I think I had a presentation to do. Real responsible, real smart. And I got outside and I was like, holy crap, I don't have my car and all my stuff is in my car. So I had to find a way to get to said car, get my stuff, hungover, feel like trash, just crap. And I got my stuff. I went to class like I'm running in the door. Just, you know, like how do you talk about hangover? Like you just your head hurts and you got alcohol coming out. You put like you were just gross as a human being. Even if you took a shower, you're just gross. So I go to class and. Um, I get there and my class, like my, I guess my fellow students or whatever, my teammates, we were all there and already, and lo and behold, we did not have time to do a presentation. They were like, oh yeah, well, we'll get to the presentations next time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I rushed all the way here for this. And then I got super sick and ran out of class and, you know, you know alcohol has to make its way out your body sometimes and and that proceeded to color the rest of my day I had to go to my work study job and take some bathroom breaks and um I ended my day by eating at Ryan's true story southern is a uh (laughs) is a terrible story (laughs) (laughs) it was the first one that came that came to mind. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Webb, tell me, tell me how many of my undergrad stories don't end with, uh, like. <laughs> I don't know, man. You were always, you were always the lucky one. Like you would go, 
do things and make questionable decisions. But somehow it always worked out for you. Like the worst thing that happened to you was you, you get you get physically sick, but it still worked out for you. So that's that's my my under undergrad story of choice. Go ahead, Mr. Webb. I don't even know if I got any, man. Like I got a bunch, I got stories, but they all they all done ran together. Y'all wanna hear my drunk stories? Do you want like it doesn't have to be a drunk story. It 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 doesn't have to be. It could be any kind of story. It could be an influential professor, um, teacher, a project that you were really proud. It could be anything. It just said tell a story from undergrad. We just tend to go to the drunk stories. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think um for me, like I don't want to just share all the bad things. I gotta be careful about that because that's that is what I tend to go to first. But it did shape, you know, who I am and how I think. I remember, like, you know, um, Cornell West came to Georgia Southern. And mm. I don't know, like, stuff like that shaped my thinking. Um, switching from b- the biology major, when I became political science major, I also became an African-American studies minor. So... You know, all the things I learned there, it may not be something I apply every day, but just my thinking and, you know, learning the facts and history um, all helped me become who I am, right? You know, um, just different different books and different authors that I was introduced to. I really regret I don't have some of my books that I, um, from undergrad, because, you know, what you... What we all did was we couldn't wait to the end of the semester to sell them books back to get a little money. Hey. Really, the money that I got out of those books was definitely not worth it. They really cheated you on the um on the buyback, but you took it anyway just because you wanted that little money. But I really wish I would have kept some of those books. But uh you did. I kept some. I wish I would have kept more. But uh it was a it was a good time. College. <laughs> it was it was a good time. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> it was a time. It was a time. Um, another quick pull from the cup. Okay. Uh it says, What is your what is your hold on default or go to music choice? Uh, you want me to go first? Sure. I think for me, it's always my def- my default. Like if I just gonna if I just play something, not really think about it, I'm probably going like ninety early nineties two thousand southern rap. Like that's my go to UGK, Eight Ball MJG, Outcast, Goody Mob, even Tila, you know, Suave House, No Limit, Early Cash Money. That's my that's my default music. That that's the music I'm gonna play if I ever have kids. You know, that's oh, the Lord. music you gotta put them on. 
My default or go-to music um, is probably it. It's somewhere between eighties and nineties rap, and um, especially from the um, what's 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 the phrase I'm looking for? I'm blanking. Uh, New Jack Swing. Any new jack swing kind of you know you you got your your boys and men your guy boys me and new um, jack swing maybe whatever get out of here guy um you know your your heavy d and stuff like that i said late 80s and early 90s hip hop so that encapsulates a lot okay okay you'll catch me listening to uh, some Slick Rick, um, some LL Cool J, some Salt and Pepper, TLC, like all that stuff. In Vogue. Everybody I've ever given roses to on this show, probably. Um, so every now and then you'll catch me with bass music, because of course. Um, but my default is, yeah, it's always um, the music of our youth. So that's that's my default music. Yay. So if anybody, because we still have a lot of questions, a lot of little papers in this copper cup, if you would like to submit a question for us to answer or a topic for us to discuss, you can always do so at wherethewebs1 at gmail.com, wherethewebs1 at gmail.com. Yes? Yes. Submit. All right. All right. What are we about to get into now? Reviews? Reviews. All right. So I've been uh, on the road, been working, so I ain't really got a lot. You got the reviews this week, so tell us about it. Oh, I'm excited. First of all, I finished The Haunting of Hill House. Bruh. Oh, my gosh. I want to rewatch this. I hope Mr. Webb decides to watch this because I would love to watch it with him because after finishing it and then you know all these little youtube videos about like little things you miss i'm like oh crap i i want to see it again and i would love to watch it with you knowing what i know now and and being able to look more closely at things because there's so many little things little nuances you don't pick up on um but oh my gosh what a great show i kid you not not just if you're a fan of horror, but seriously, though. Seriously. It's so well done. It's so well written. And talks about um, trauma and, and, and like, coping and anxiety and depression and families and, and just stuff that we go through in our life. And I love it so, so, so much. So um, Haunting of Hill House, I finished it. Can't wait to rewatch it, hopefully with Mr. Webb. Anyway, I already said I loved it like halfway into the show. But new release, new music. I listened to Oxnard by one Anderson Pock. And if you don't know who Anderson Pock is, you need to stop. Well, finish listening to the show. But you need to go listen to Suede and Come Down right now. Just go listen to his other right two now. albums, uh, Venice and Malibu. Like that, that. And also, no worries project yeah him and uh knowledge they have the no worries 
collaboration. But I'll let you give your review, and then I can. I haven't actually listened to Oxnard, but I I do have. I can give some input on why you should listen to Anderson Park. Also, we saw him live at one music fest last year, and it was dope. one of the best live performances um, I've seen recently. Hands down, hands down. He plays instruments. It's great. Also, very high energy. Anyway, so starting from getting of the album, it was you get the very this very funk vibe. It feels very much like like the Shaft soundtrack, you know, or Superfly or something like that. Like you get the 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 Isaac Hayes kind of feel that vibe. Like you can tell who he's influenced by and I appreciate that so he tells stories in some of his songs and I can also dig that because I'm a big fan of Slick Rick back in the day like I love people who can paint a picture and tell a story in such a way where you can see it even if it's a really dirty sexy story shout out to the song Head Low just give it a listen very sexy song anyway um then he goes, he picks the tempo up. There's Who Are You? That's a pretty like heavy. If you're looking for like something to bass goes hard in your car, that's a good one. And I, I joined, like I linked together these next couple of songs, Six Summers, Savior's Road, and Smile slash Petty. And the reason I linked the three of them together is because it's not so much... You really have to listen. Like I was listening while I was driving. Um, so I had a good hour's worth of time uninterrupted. And in addition to hearing the beat, I can focus on the lyrics. And in six summers, he's directly talking to the president and speaking to the state of our country as it is right now in so many ways, but still makes it like something you can ride to, which is kind of cool. And then Savior's Road, Again, continuing that theme of like, here's the medicine and the message. And I like stuff like that because shout out to This is America by Childish Gambino. It's like, I can dance to this and I like the lyrical content. And Smile and Petty, it literally shifts. So he, he does this with a couple of songs. The beat and tempo start off one way and then somewhere along the way it changes into something else. But Smile and Petty is literally like two half songs put together and I really like the smile part I hope Mr. Webb listens to this album because I feel like it's going to resonate with him in a different way because he's speaking from a male's perspective in terms of dating and relationships and stuff like that and I can I can hear some of myself being talked to anyway so um going from there he has a song called Sweet Chick with BJ, Chicago Kid. And it reminds me of Jay-Z, Girls, Girls, Girls. If you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Where it's like, I got this kind of chick and this kind of chick. And it's really fun and playful. And I like that. There's a song called Mansa Busa with Dr. Dre making a guest appearance real quick. And um, I like it because it's, it's like talking that trash. Like, like. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those get hype songs where it's like you about to go do a presentation, you need to kill it. That's what you gotta put on before you go in there. Um there's a song called Anywhere 
and it is with Snoop Dogg and it's just those really cool Cali vibes you know what I'm talking about like just fun sun riding like bebop it's, it's just cool and Snoop Dogg is really good on this track it's not that we haven't heard some pretty decent verses from Snoop Dogg I mean that man's 50 now but he's really good on this so definitely worth checking out he has a song with Q-Tip called Cheers and I love this song because it's a shout out to your peers that have passed on like the people who aren't here with you anymore and he's talking about Matt Miller and of course, Q-Tip's talking about Fife. So it's a really jazzy track. It's really, it's in that vein of um, Tribe Called Quest. And I like that. So beautiful homage. And there's this, the last song is called Left to Right. And it gets real Caribbean rhythm, you know, Jamaican style. And I was like, I'm about to put this on my summertime playlist for future reference. It's about to be on this cruise playlist coming up for our next trip because I was like, this is all the party vibes. Like, that's a great way to end this whole album is on the high note. Um, he released a track earlier this year called Bubbling that is not on here, which was surprising to me. Um, but it's not a part of this track listing at all. So anyway, I highly recommend it. I had a great time listening to it. I saved the entire album. That is the third album this year, I say. The other two were Ariana Grande and The Carters. So, highly recommend. Cool. We're back <laughs> again. <laughs> we are live. <laughs> real podcast over here. It's really Look, real. You got to make it happen no matter what. Through the technical difficulties in everything, and we it's, got, it's even, right, so we were finishing up. Uh, what were we talking about? Your review. We finished up with Oxnard. I was telling people go listen to Anderson Park. I don't know how much of that we caught, but go listen to Anderson Park. Great artist, great music. Check it out. There, and even he does sometimes it's R and B, sometimes it's funk, sometimes it's soul, some rock and roll, rap. He does all. He plays drums. Great artist. Check him out. All right. What do we do? What's up next? My uh, motivation? Yes. I'll say, right. is there something playing in the background, Mr. Webb? I'm getting some some stuff. Uh, let me let me mute my TV. There's yes. a, I will tell you, so I'm watching this series called Mike Judge Presents Tales from the Tour Bus or something. I think this is going to be a really good series. I just got to find time to actually watch it one of the episodes uh i just was able to catch one well we are in the love recording anyway so uh my motivation this week again it just came to me earlier i think what we have to learn is man the obstacles are the way too many times we try to avoid pain we try to avoid the hurt we try to avoid the work but truth when you really embrace the fact that that is the way like you ain't gonna get you can't get anywhere if you don't go through something, if you don't have to deal with anything. So, you know, I know 
we said it was a tough week. It was a tough week, but I feel like these are just the things you just have to go through. The obstacles are the way, right? The path with no obstacles on it, that's not the way you're supposed to go. The way, if you're trying to be great, you got to go down the road with the obstacles, the one with the bu- the bumps, the potholes, and you're going to hit some of them. So the the obstacles are the way. That is the way you are supposed to go. And when you start embracing that, it, it, it almost doesn't hurt as much when you realize that this is the way. This is what I got to do. So it, I almost, I, not that I look forward to it, but it's, it's okay that it comes because I know this is what I got to go through to get where I want to go. The obstacle is the way. That's it. Man, that's pretty much, that's the key right there. Once you get that in, once you grasp that, that the obstacles are the way, then you can win. That's my motivation for this week. In yoga, they say, what is it? It's one of the the truths is that all life is suffering. Which can be freeing or it can feel like really, really dark. But it's like once you realize that's part of it, it's like then you can better deal with adjust to things. Maybe. Yeah. All right. You, you have to always <laughs> suffer, but you're gonna have you can't avoid it. Yeah, it's like while you're here, you know, it's a thing that's gonna it's gonna happen. It's like it suffering yeah. is part of life, is what it's saying. Yep. Can't be. It's a part that can't be avoided. You know, through making right. peace with it in the yoga way. So my my motivational moment. Uh, motivational, Lord. My mental health moment. I wrote them side by side. That's why it looks like. Yeah, I said that. But my mental health moment. I wrote down. Sometimes you got to let it out exactly how you're feeling it. Mr. Webb did that last week. I did too, but I just wasn't recorded. And thank God I wasn't recorded. I um I I had a lot going on this week, you know, and every I will say part of it was the things going on with family and dealing with that and trying to manage work and the business. And it was a culmination of that, Mr. Webb being gone and also hormonal shifts so it's just this perfect storm of crap and I was not my best self but I was my most honest and authentic self and I got to know anger is an emotion I deal with a whole lot but I got to know it very well um, and understand it in a different kind of way Um, no matter what I go through there's always this little tiny tiny miniature therapist part of my brain that's observing me going through the motions and dealing with stuff um so I had to deal with some things and I I just had to let it exactly out the way I was feeling it ugly crying angry whatever it was and just go through the feeling like let it happen let it be what it is and then start to work my way out of it um but on my personal social media page I posted something 
And it was lyrics from Ariana Grande's song, Get Well Soon. And if you have never heard it, I highly recommend it. But like the the lyrics are all about dealing with anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. It's like, I'm going to give a little snippet. I'm not going to sing. But they say my system is overloaded. I'm too much in my head. Did you notice? My body's here on earth, but I'm floating, disconnected. So sometimes I feel frozen and alone. Um, My life is so controlled by the what ifs. Is there anybody else whose mind does this? And in between all of this, it keeps saying, girl, what's wrong with you? Come back down. Girl, what's wrong with you? Come back down. And I feel like, like I heard this song as I was starting to come out of my, my things. And it, it's always resonated with me, but it resonates with me in a totally different way because there is that rational part of you that's like, girl, what is happening? Like, chill out or pull it together or whatever. But you feel so far away from that. But I guess I'm saying all this to say it's okay. Sometimes you're you're not going to feel grounded and you're not going to feel like you have any control and you're going to have to let the emotions be what they are as raw, as ugly, as unfiltered, as honest. And that's okay. You know, as long as some point you come back down and find your way back down. And that looks different for everybody. And for me, as of Thursday night, I thought it was a terrible idea for me to go back to work on Friday because I took a couple days off for family reasons. But after I started working on Friday, I realized I know why I did this. Like in advance, I knew why I needed to go back to work because I know in the midst of all the chaos, it's like I need that grounding point and work helps me to get outside of myself and find the ground again. So um check out the song get well soon and it's okay to get spun up it's okay to feel what you gotta feel and to let it out as long as you're not hurting anybody disclaimer and i did not hurt anyone so it's all good yeah cool sometimes whatever it is you, you gotta give it away So, this week, um, we had said before we like to do our end with our roses, but we do have a segment where we pour a little liquor out. And this week, we lost someone, a, a very big, a person who has become a bigger figure in the last 10 years or so. I mean, not that they weren't big, but let's face it, with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, their name was all over the place. And that person was one Mr. Stan Lee. And he passed this week at the ripe age of, was it 93? 95, I believe. 95. 95. And what a life. Man, what a life. So pouring the liquor out for Stan Lee because, I mean, we... We watched a number of Marvel movies and we'll still will um, into the future. I mean, it's, it's just exploded. It's taken over, you know, 
nerds are cool people. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah, it's cool to be a nerd. It's not a dirty word anymore. So, Mr. Webb, what do you want to say about uh, Mr. Stan Lee? Um, influential. Very influential. I'm not the biggest comic book, you know, guy. But even I find myself, you know, watching the movies and getting into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and just I think the thing I'm most impressed by is just how some how one person could come up with all these different characters and you know that that's that was impressive to me. Just he was a uh, he was somewhat of a genius. So that's all I got on uh, Stanley. Um, I think he will definitely be missed. I heard he's he you know he always made his cameo in the movies. I heard he had a lot of those already pre filmed. So mm-hmm. we we still will be able to see. Stanley, at least for a, a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So, any anything else before we get to our our roses? Nah, that's it, man. Um, I'll be back on Wednesday. So next week we'll be back to hopefully be back to normal recording. The way we usually do. Looking forward to this holiday weekend. Looking forward to a little bit of a break. I'm coming through to eat all the food, drink all the drinks. So get ready. I need it. Maybe maybe some uh, crazy Black Friday shopping or something. Maybe. I just really want some good food and some good drinks. Um, Thanksgiving shenanigans, lots of family stuff. Um, also, and and you wanted to make sure we made this point. We were talking about pouring out liquor. Um, Kim Porter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, rest in peace to Kim Porter. Um, model, actress, but she um best known for her relationship with Diddy, and she's mother of what three of his three three of his actual kids and. I know she had a previous son with Al B. Sure, who Diddy also, you know, claims. Um, I don't really know all the details, but tragic anytime somebody dies at 47. So, you know, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Kim Porter. She, I didn't know, I found this out. Like, she was the inspiration for the um, Jodeci song, Forever My Lady. Wow. Yeah, so I'll be sure wrote that song about her. Little known, little known fact. There you go. But best best wishes out to her her kids, man. You know. Yeah, that's, that's tough. I still pretty young. Right. So going from the sad pouring liquor out to our roses, new life. More life. Yep. Everybody welcome my new nephew, Kason. We got it. So welcome to 
Welcome to young Kaysen. He came. Kaysen up here. Just in time for uh, the holidays. So hopefully we'll get to see Kaysen this week. Oh, so exciting. Look, the if you saw the video this week, because the webs did a promo video, oh, yeah. check out our Facebook. What's the business? It's a financial my my financial advisor Jimmy Howard. Not um he does financial advice. He's an insurance agent. It's all around guy. Like from the time I met Jimmy back when we both worked at Geico, he's always been, you know, a real business minded guy. So he does a lot of different things. Um, but he has a series he does every Wednesday called Generational Wealth Wednesday. And he asked us to make a video. So uh, go check out our video. I think I, I shared it on my Facebook page. Um, you can you can find it. But uh, a lot of people really like that video. We spoke. It was like two. It's just like two minute video of us talking about, you know, why we do what we do and doing this for the future generations. And that includes like we said, we, we don't know if we'll we'll have children or not. Um, but regardless, and this is something we've talked about, we have a, a slew of nieces and nephews. And um, this is the latest addition to the slew of nieces and nephews. So it's like, we, if we never have children, you know, we still have all of them. And we, love 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 even when they go out and do whatever they gonna do we love our nieces and nephews and wish them nothing but the best and we try to set a great example for them and we try to help them like give them guidance to be even better than we are and to not make the mistakes that we made so um roses to the new addition um the new nephew and yeah, man, check out check out the video. So good stuff. More life. All right, cool. Anything else? Nah, man. Ready to see you. Aw. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back. Um this uh road life gets gets difficult. Ready to come home. I'll be there. And just just in time to have some delicious food. Even better. All right. We good for this week? Yep. All right. All right, guys. We will see you next Sunday. You already know. <laughs>